Welcome along to week three of the Australian Cup Carnival Vodcast Series. I'm Corey Smith. We've buggered off the two other ugly hosts and we've gone with another ugly one. Maybe the ugliest. We'll, uh, we'll do a vote on that afterwards, but we're nice and excited. I am joined by my good mate, Mitch Abayar. Uh, Mitch, we're going to have three box draws tonight. We're going to have plenty of fun. We're going to tip plenty of winners because that's what we've done the last two weeks. Yeah, we've uh, been uh, on a bit of a hot streak, haven't we? We've uh, managed to extract winners from what is very, very good racing, hard fields. And uh, I think this is probably the most exciting box draw that uh, I've been a part of. I reckon this is going to really shake things up. This The, the guys over there with the banjo um, can really make or break Greyhound's chances. Yeah, I don't think you can uh, lose a box draw, but you can win a box draw, in my opinion. Well, you can lose a box yeah, draw, I guess, but uh, it'll be intriguing to see because there's some greyhounds here with some quirks. We'll talk through that as we go runner by runner. We'll get the stewards on as well with the world-famous banjo, uh, and we'll rip through them all. But uh, let's have a little bit of a discussion about the previous week's racing because there were some seriously impressive performances. I saw on uh, social media, Mitch, you were you were quite bullish about Palawar King. I, I heard, may have heard the term bet of the year bandied about, but then he flopped out. He was disgusting early is probably the right terminology yeah. to be honest, but his performance overall was unbelievable. His back end speed is just off the charts. Yeah, I went out on a limb. Um, sometimes you've got to do that and you can make yourself look pretty stupid, but uh, I said, yeah, better the year after the run last week. I thought it was a massive drop in class. Um, we know his racing pattern. He drops out. He relies on a bit of luck, um, but he's a phenomenal chaser when it comes to distance racing and he loves the meadows. So I think they would have put 230 up about him. Uh, we walked out of here and we said, no, that's probably a tad overs. Well, I did. You thought it might have been a, roughly about around the right price, but they smashed him. $1.50. <laughs> I couldn't believe how uh, hard they came for him. And he got the chocolates and yeah, one of many winners we tipped uh, through last week's show. Imagine being someone that's just a, a next to go punter sitting in a pub oh. and you just say $1.50 about Palawar King in a group one heat and you go, oh, I'm going to back this. I'm going to try and uh, win my dinner for it at oh. the pub. And then uh, you'd be ripping up your ticket halfway through, but that's, as we know, that's, that's his style. Yeah. And I think the great thing about greyhound racing is that uh, you've got different levels of knowledge with people in the game. You've got people that are just brand new to it. They don't know the racing patterns of certain dogs. And for newbies, that they'd see Palawa King's racing pattern and say, oh, geez, we're, we're casty. This is done. We're done and dusted. Got seven dogs to get past and many lengths. But forget A, there's another lap and B, he's the favourite for a reason. So, um, yeah, that's what's so good about greyhound racing in these sort of fields. And I don't know if you can do that too often to uh, to win too many races, and I don't think it would be taking a dollar fifty to be fair. No, it's a little bit difficult. There were some other uh, impressive performances in the Fantabale heats. We had uh, Zulu Blast, who won the other of the heat, and yeah. showed a bit of a, a different string to his bow, where he he led and then had to he got overtaken, and then he had to come back around them. And uh, I, I think he's going to be really hard to beat, and might be a short in the market. We'll get into the markets a little bit later on post box draw. But what about the Australian Cup semi-finals? Four semi-finals, all absolute quality. Bit of a boil over with explicit going under, unfortunately injured. But uh, Morton, arguably the most impressive runner than I. Yeah, I was uh, I was pretty happy about the eight dollars for Morton in the all-ins and uh, went around at two dollars thirty, blistering twenty nine fifty three. That's as uh, good a performance as you get. Alpha Zulu was really good as well. Uh, it was a, a phenomenal night of racing. Explicit probably was the main one that didn't make it through, um, but other than that, I think there were some really good value chances. I think we gave him a bit of a push last week. Mapunga Smokey, Fernando, Phil, both of those got through, and I think it sets up for a cracking final. There's numerous dogs in this that can run. Well, most can run sub uh, 2970, so um, yeah, it's going to be a great night of racing, but Morton by far and above. The, uh, the, the fastest dog I've seen probably go around the meadows in a little while now, um, 
at such a young age. Yeah, he, he's an absolute freak. We've seen him run fast times on multiple occasions. But let's get stuck into the runner-by-runner runner analysis of the Australian Cup. And we'll start with Alpha Zulu. We, we just mentioned him there. He got beaten by Morton, but he was a really impressive run. And I feel like there's a sense of timing about this dog. Yeah, I think so. And I think a lot of people, uh, when the uh, semi-finals were run and done, that they said that they think Alpha Zulu, if it draws a box in the final, is probably the one to beat. Look, he's, he's got beaten six lengths. I know he didn't go as quick early, but the, the hard part is with a dog, if Morton gets out in front, you, I don't think you can run him down. So Alpha Zulu has to be on his game. We know Jason Thompson will bring him to, uh, to, to be on that absolute A game. But yeah, last week, I thought it was a really, really good run considering. And Fernando Phil, he, we, we always knew he was a good dog, but I don't think many of us realised how good he was. The sectionals that he set, particularly over the first two sections, were, were really impressive. Yeah, the dog's an absolute freak. We know that. We know how good uh, Fernando Phil can be on his day. Uh, I think that Michelle uh, Malley has absolutely timed him to perfection here, um, given him numerous runs at the Meadows, set him for a race like this where you know that he's going to, A, put his best foot forward and B, in races. Uh, and he's got stronger as well. He's definitely a greyhound that gone from around that 30-second mark to now the 2960s, 2970s, being a genuine star in the making. What about Launch Code? He, he's a dog that's a Group 1 winner at this track and distance, won the maturity last year trained by a really strong kennel. Uh, he's a dog that he's really hard to discount, but he's maybe not jumping as well as he once was. No, it was 5.16 to the first marker. Is a dog that probably almost could have gone, did he go sub five at one point? Um, and had that blistering early speed. Might have got a tad stronger on the run home. Uh, as we know, sometimes that can, um, you know, you can get a bit quicker, you can be quicker and weaker at the end and or vice versa. You can um, be slower to begin and stronger, but um, definitely in a, in a great camp with the Ennises. If you can draw a box, half a sniff, had box one the other night, which probably aided a little bit, but um, I don't think can win the race, to be honest, if I'm being brutally honest. Some of these dogs are just had too quick at the moment. Uh, Jeff Britton will be looking for his first Australian Cup, of course. His brother Rob has won it on numerous occasions. Uh, he's got Mapunga Smokey, who was probably the, the least heralded of the three uh, dogs that he had for the semi-finals last week, but was a seriously impressive run. Yeah, and I think the run prior to Hector Foley was probably the run that sort of said, He's coming back to where he was. He, he, remember, this dog went 2960-odd at the Meadows. I think it was on a Wednesday uh, off box eight there. And and he's always had ability. He went off the boil a little bit, which dogs do. And, and there's no issues with that. You, you know, you can't expect him to stay up all the time. But he is back at the business point of the year now where he's going to give himself a massive chance to win this and 2970 the other day he came off the speed um chasing like an absolute demon and gives yeah jeff Britton a massive chance let, let, went past tim zoo as if it was just a tear dog yeah he, he did was it was scary it was seriously impressive and speaking of seriously impressive how about morton uh, I think the run of the heats uh, or the semi-finals and he he's a dog that still has so much left in the in the tank as well. He, he's so impressive. He is. 29.55, I think, was his PB there. Uh, has bettered that now, 29.53. Look at the splits. 5.08, 17.58, 29.53. got home in 11.95. Um, you'd expect a dog that's running 17.58 off the back um, to get a tad tired. But the thing for me, he, he probably could run five flat at some point in his career. How quick can he go? Like, if he draws the box, I, I think the Sharps want box one or eight. Um, I'll tell you what, I reckon about $1.40 at the moment to draw box four or five, just the run they've been having. <laughs> but um, shows when you get a good draw, box two. Um, went around at probably crazy odds, to be honest, $2.30 or thereabouts, and uh, showed his class. And speaking of dogs that can go five flat, my magic man, arguably the quickest dog in the race. He, he can't run the overall time, but he can run those first two sectionals. Yeah, I was surprised with uh, the run for him because I expect him to be eight in front and then get tired and fall in. But 
it ran around the 30-10 mark or 30-07 mark, but the dog probably showed a different string to its bow. Um, got a little knock, didn't get it all its own way and still fought on well. So um, I know that Brennan Ryan and the family, they'd be absolutely stoked and um, just have a dog in that race would be phenomenal. But he's you could probably put him in the category that he can win it because he's so good early and that middle section is blistering. So uh, this is what makes the, the race so great. There's different aspects to it and different dogs can win from anywhere. And we've got Scalacci who uh, there's been plenty of chatter on social media, a few doubters of Scalacci uh, over over the time. He's, he's probably been one of the most hyped dogs and one of the most put down dogs as well at the same time because he, he's a greyhound that some say he was gifted a run in a Top Gun, a Temley, a Phoenix, all these things, but he's won a Phoenix. He's found his way into another Group 1 uh, here, and you can never really discount him. No, I think I, I probably said that last week he wasn't going as well as he, he was when he won the Phoenix, and um, look, that was a, a run for the ages that night when he just pinged the lids and was off and gone, and um, it's good to see good dogs back at the top where they belong, and um, he's been yeah, a very, very good dog for a while now, and has always had ability, we know that, but um, yeah, did go off the boil, and was always going to have knockers. When you come out and win one of the biggest races, or if not the biggest race in the country, in the sport, um, you're going to have people that, as soon as he puts in a bad one, they're going to get stuck into him. So uh, good to see him back. And yeah, another dog that loves the meadows, so you, you can't put a line through. Exactly right. And uh, the last of our runners for the Australian Cup final is Tim Zhu. He's been a Melbourne Cup finalist. He's now an Australian Cup finalist. He's won a Warrigal Cup in between. Uh, he's a tough bugger, Tim Zhu. He is, and uh, I never realised how big he was. 37.4 kilos. I was staggered when I just saw that. And uh, 29.80, um, another one, blistering early speed, probably aided by box one. Was he a tad disappointing? Uh, on face value, yes, but then you go back and look at the time. 29.80, you think, well, maybe not, but um, we'll definitely be in the race. Jason Thompson will have him primed to the absolute millisecond. Exactly right. Uh, he's a very good trainer, Jason Thompson, and he hasn't won an Australian Cup yet. It's the one that he wants on that mantelpiece, and he has a couple of really good chances as well. Orly Bale and uh, my selection all in, Mapunga Award, yep. uh, are the two reserves. Unfortunately, the $41 ticket doesn't look like it'll get a run, but you never know. There's still plenty of time left in this week, but it is now time to get stuck into what we're here for, Mitch, yep. and that is the box draw. For those that don't know the process, that haven't seen the banjo in work before, on one side, is the numbers. There's been a random draw conducted to give those greyhounds a number, but the colour is the box that they will jump from. So we'll now introduce in our two stewards, Alex Kitching and Andrew Spence, who will give that box draw a, uh, a good run for its money and shake up this banjo for us. So let's get stuck into now, it. I want to see this sh shake uh, as if it's you're making cocktails or something. <laughs> give it a red hot crack. Tell you what, if I had a bar, I don't know if I'd uh, employ him based off that. No. Don't know if the espresso martini would <laughs> yeah. be uh, shaken up well no. enough. Here uh, we go. Tim Zoo, box one. Tim Zoo gets box number one again. Oh. Uh, Scalacci, box two. Oh. Scalacci goes in box two. Now, Talji prefers an odd draw, so I don't think you'll be too happy with that one. No. Nope. My Magic Man, box four. There's speed. My Magic Man, inside. box four. There's plenty of speed, as you said. Uh, Morton, box five. Oh. <laughs> I told you, dollar forty. I reckon you've jinxed. I reckon yeah, the sharps. Uh, no, I haven't jinxed. Um, no, he won't be. I, uh, I reckon I've said on the phone plenty of times. <laughs> uh, launch code, box three. This is a sickening. Uh, launch code, box number three. Of speed on the inside. There is a lot of speed drawn down near the inside. We've got My Magic Man, we've got Scalacci, and we've now got launch code. They can all go those low five-second sectionals. Alpha Zulu box six. Alpha Zulu box six again. He seems to uh, he seems to be drawing Eight. a few sticky draws at the moment, but he's so good he can overcome it. 
Uh, Mipunga Smokey, box seven. Mipunga Smokey, box seven. We saw him hang wide in his semi-final win, yep. so maybe that'll suit. Could whip round him. Could. And Fernando Phil, box eight. Fernando Phil, box number eight. So that's an intriguing box draw. You've got a lot of speed drawn down near the inside, Mitch. You've got a lot of speed drawn wide as well with yep. Fernando Phil, who we saw go five seconds flat. It's a, oh, I tell you what, it's a, it's a tough box draw to try and pick apart. I don't think there's too many of them that are drawn exactly where they want to be, but uh, it's, it's a box draw that is going to uh, divide opinion and create conversation, which we absolutely love in Greyhound Racing. Yeah, I think you're spot on. Uh, was my Magic Man four? If that's the case, Morton probably gets half a run, I reckon, off box five. Usually you'd say box five, oh, no, I don't really want it. But with speed, uh, Alpha Zulu, you can beat him out off box five. Um, yeah, he'd be half a sniff. But that is one of the craziest box draws I reckon I've seen as far as speed. Most of the speed is down near the fence. Yep. One, two, three, four. Uh, goodness me, they're going to be going helter-skelter into that first turn and I reckon a few might be holding their breath. So I'll rip through that again. Number one is Tim Zhu. Number two, Scalacci. Three, launch code. Four, my magic man. Five, Morton, the draw that he won. A group one gold bullion from. Six, Alpha Zulu. Seven, Mapunga Smokey. Eight, Fernando Phil. And the two reserves, of course, Orly Bale and Mapunga Award. Uh, Mitch, we won't give our selections away yet, but do you think there's a, there's a winner from that box draw? Um, I, I honestly think that probably the winners of the box draw are the wider division. It sounds silly being at the Meadows, but Tim Zoo, Scalacci, Launch Code, My Magic Man could be an absolute mess. It, it dead set could be a mess. My Magic Man could either run Morton or any of those five, six, seven, or eight into the race uh, if he can cross the inside division. If not, um, I think Mapunga Smokey or Fernando Phil drawing out wide are probably the best drawn outside of that inside boxes one or two. It's going to be an intriguing box draw for, uh, it's going to be an intriguing race for the Australian Cup. After that box draw, it throws up a few little curly ones for some of the main contenders, but we'll see what happens because it's going to be a ripper. And speaking of rippers, last year was a, an absolute cracker. Fernando Mick at his 101st start got the job done in the Australian Cup. It was a fantastic story. David Gill was ecstatic after the race and we better watch the replay now. And we're ready to go now in the Sportsbet Australian Cup. Green light on, stand by for a start, they're set. Racing now, Landon Bale a bit awkward to go and out fast Fernando Mick from the outside and the old warrior's going to come across and lead from Captain Larry. Baby JC crashing into the rails, trying to get there now. They're followed by Mortified Landon Bale, well back to Victor Damien at the end, Indy Fido and last Lavaz Bale, but the old boy, the evergreen warrior Fernando Mick led by seven lengths to Baby JC and then Captain Larry, but it is all Fernando Mick. He is a mile in front of the Australian Cup and he's going to bolt it in. Fernando Mick won it by four, beating... Well, there you go. Fernando Mick winning last year's Australian Cup. Uh from probably not a favourable box, it's fair to say. So you can win them from anywhere and it'll be intriguing to see what happens. But let's move on to the next one. It is the Rookie Rebel, the hand-picked field. The panel sat down and decided that these were the greyhounds that were going to participate in the 600-metre Group 1, sponsored by Sportsbet, the Rookie Rebel. Uh, let's get stuck into the runner-by-runner, runner, Mitch, because uh, there's a few here that I'm really keen to talk about. And one yep. of those is Kane Bale. He's a greyhound on the rise. He's a greyhound that uh, has a massive engine. He does have a massive engine. I think the the, um, the setup from the Dalbridges is fantastic. 525 metres, back up to 600, should be stepping towards the front. We saw how good his run was at Sandown Park a couple of starts ago. Absolutely run the hands off the clock. If you can draw a box, he's a massive chance. And one of those dogs, I reckon, that's just starting to hit his straps at that age and at that experience level now that is 
prime to be racing against some big dogs. For sure, and uh, sometimes you get the feeling that certain trainers have their favourite dogs, and I get the, the feeling that Andrea Daly absolutely loves Fab's Vegetable. He's a greyhound that's been so consistent. It's an outrageous name, but we love him, and uh, he's going to be... He's going to be running a really nice race in a rookie rebel. Yeah, uh, I know it's uh, probably one of her favourites. We saw on, uh, I think it was, was it Cup Heats Night when he won his way into the Melbourne Cup. She was running down the straight to go and get him. But uh, we're talking about names on dogs earlier. Probably George Daly might have to have a look at himself with <laughs> Fab's Vegetable. But is Fab's even a word? I don't even know. Is it even in the dictionary? I have to throw that one out there <laughs> to uh, the, name, the naming crew because I've been knocked back on a couple and um, I'll cheer it home for him. Well, there's no doubt that this is a cracking name, and that's Fastman Hardy for Paul Healy, the first of the Tasmanian runners. Uh, he's got a massive engine. We've seen him in Victoria previously. Uh, he can run over all distances. He's a very versatile dog, but 600 metres, I think that's his go. Yeah, very, very good dog, and um, has early speed as well, which is what you want. You want you want a dog that's going to be able to lead. I know a lot of people treat these races as you want to be strong over 600, but I, I think you want to get to the front. I, I don't think you want to be sitting too far back, get caught up in the ruck. You want to be off and gone, and if, you, if you're if you weak and you get run down, well, so be it. But we know Fast Minardi can run time. Um, I think we'll probably be in the first three or four going into the first turn, and I think Boxshaws will be a big player with this one. Well, speaking of dogs that have early speed, Father Rick is a very impressive greyhound that just seems to, as he's gotten older, he no, just nails 18, the jump. I think he is about 18. But uh, he, he's a dog that... I would imagine would be vying for that early lead, if not being the clear leader. Yeah, I think he won at the Meadows uh, as a reserve one night. He might have got a, or might have been at Sandown. Sandown Park as a reserve. And um, yeah, he's just a phenomenal 600 metre dog. Just seems to rise to the occasion, makes these big races. Uh, I think won one at Dapto um, and loves the fence. So the the versatility of the dog is that has early speed, but he's strong at the same time. So um, another one, uh, interstate raider that we look forward to seeing going around. And you can't have a hand-picked 600-metre field without this boy, Hector Foley. What a star he is. It's been phenomenal over the, the sprint journey as of late, placed in a phoenix, but 600 metres, this is his bread and butter. Yeah, Hume Cup, uh, probably the fastest dog that I've seen go around uh, the meadows in the 500 and 600 metres combined. Um, he, he can do it in any... Uh, any situation, he comes off the speed and runs the hands off the clock. He, he can show early speed and lead him. We saw last week's run over 500 was absolutely blistering. 600 metres going to suit. He's been primed here and yeah, he's going to be very hard to beat. Uh, and the dog that ran second to him in that Hume Cup, another one of the Tasmanians, Raiders Guide, really talented dogs, gone back down to Tasmania since that Hume Cup run and has, has won group races down there and been a star. Yeah, it has been. Mixed up uh, its runs a little bit down in Tassie. Um, I'm sure they know what they're doing. No, I'm not the trainer of the dog, but it just, yeah, they're, they're throwing it here, there and everywhere. And it's an experienced race dog. We, we know what it's like. Um, he'll come to the Meadows and put his best paw forward. And I, I thought the, the night against Hector Forley, um, he was good, but just showed how good Hector Foley was. Um, Raiders guide's run the week before was enormous. And for yeah, him to sort of cling on to him um, was, was a good effort, but yeah, he's gonna have to draw a box. What about stomping for Michelle Malia? This is a greyhound that's been crucified by box draws. He's had box eight, I think six of the last eight or something like that, but he's overcome them because he's a very talented greyhound and another one that'll probably be vying for the early lead. I was trying to find the uh, statistics here on how many box eights he's had, but um, one of my favorite dogs, to be honest. I'm a massive fan of stomping. I think the greyhound's got a lot of ability um, in really good hands. 
you know, Michelle always primes them. She gets them right, gets them for these big races. And yeah, if it uh, can somehow draw a box one or two, could well be the leader. And we know the grand can run probably 34-20. So um, I think it was J-Bond's all-in selection and Miles in selection as well. So um, yeah, I'm pretty keen to see it draw an inside draw. And speaking of dogs that can run 34-20, Succeed is the final one in the field. You never know what you're going to get with Succeed, but if he if he applies himself, he, he could win this race. Yeah, you'll get a uh, bag of licorice, all sorts, I think, uh, with Succeed. Uh, as fast as anything, absolutely as fast as anything going around. Uh, the application can sometimes uh, waver a little bit, but you know that it's going to be there at probably at the pointy end because it's going to be out in front or in the first couple um, and it's blessed with early speed and some of the runs that it's run over 595 and 600 have been off the charts. Well, the two reserves as well, American Queen, Aston Costello, two greyhounds that we probably haven't seen the best of yet, that have still got plenty of upside and will make their presence felt if they can find their way into the field. But let's draw this box draw for the Group 1 sports bet, Rookie Rebel. We'll get our stewards to shake up that banjo once again. And uh, we'll see how we go because this is a very important box draw over the 600 metres on the Ben start. Oh, look at that. He's, he's giving it a real yeah, shake a this more. time. I reckon he's a little pep talk. <laughs> <clears throat> I, I reckon he's taking you. No, he is. Look at him. Six seed uh, box three. Uh, Fast Minardi box one. Oh. So Fast Minardi goes into box number one with succeed in box oh, number gonna three. Be, it's going to hurt this one. Stomping, box seven. Stomping goes into box seven. We spoke about the box draws just before, and there's another unlucky one for, Raiders uh, guide. for stomping. Raiders Guide, box eight. Raiders Guide goes into box eight. The Tasmanian, the runner-up in the last group one 600-metre event we had at the Meadows. Kane Bale, box two. Ooh. Kane Bale goes into box two, which I think will suit him Massive. massively. Yep. Hector Forley, box five. Hector again. Fawley goes into box five again. I feel like he's stuck in that box at the moment. Well, he and Morton. He yeah. and Morton are both uh, painted yellow, I think. Fab's Vegetable, box six. Fab's Vegetable, nice and green in box number six. I can never draw a box out of this. No, he always draws the yeah. pink. And Father Rick, box four. So that leaves Father Rick in box number four, and that is another really intriguing box draw. As we just said, Hector Fawley just seems to draw box five after box five after box five. But uh, Fast Minardi is going to be hard to beat from the inside draw from Tasmania. The two, Kane Bale, three succeed for Father Rick, who will be looking to get himself out on the fluffies, as we spoke yeah, about last fluffies. week. Five, Hector Fawley, six, Fab's Vegetable, seven, Stomping, eight, Raiders Guide, and American Queen and Aston Costello are the two reserves there. A couple of winners for me from that box draw would be the two that are drawn on the inside in Fast Minardi and Kane Bale. Yeah, I think so. And uh, I think Succeed probably holds a bit of a uh, key to the race there. If he can uh, push forward early, it could run your likes of um, Hector Fawley and Fab's Vegetable stomping the stronger types who are drawn out wide into the race. And Kane Bale down in box two is massive. Uh, the dog has to be able to get on the arm, um, is as fast as probably anything else in that race, but can be a tad tardy early, but I think the Dulwich would be stoked with box two. I definitely would be stoked with box number two if you're on the Kane Bale uh, bandwagon, but that's an intriguing... The Kane train. The Kane train. Yeah. There you go. The, the Hobart Hurricane, Kane train, Kane Bale. Uh, obviously one of my favourite greyhounds, Fanta Bale, his mother, who was an absolute star during the Australian Cup Carnival. And speaking of stars during the Australian Cup Carnival, Dookie Devil took out last year's Rookie Rebel in impressive fashion. So let's get that replay now. 
They're racing. French Martini at well. Amplified went out very quickly. The West Australian. Amplified's going to cut and run. Led by a length over Dookie Devil who levelled up with a lap to go. Two lengths away. Jarek Bale right there. And then Black Sail. Clear over El Dorado. Well back punters. Banded French Martini. And Aston Velvet at the end. Dookie Devil moved up. Takes the lead from Amplified. Off the back. Two lengths clear then to Jarek Bale. A break to Black Sail and El Dorado. But kicking clear. Dookie Devil. He went for home. Three four lengths in front to Amplified and then running on Jarek Bale but it is all Dookie Devil and that is a group one six. There you go, it was all Dookie Devil in last year's Rookie Rebel what a talented greyhound he was and uh, we just spoke just before that replay about Fanta Bale, the, the mother of Kane Bale who will be going around in that Rookie Rebel and she's got this next group one named after her. Formerly the Superstay is now the group one sports bet Fanta Bale. She deserves a race named in her honour, particularly Australian Cup Carnival. What an absolute star she was. Man. Yeah, probably one of the top two greyhounds that I've ever seen. Um, she, 500, 600, 700, could do it all. Um, so it's fantastic to see her um, produce Kane Bale and, yeah, have a race named after her is fantastic as well. But she was as exciting a greyhound as you got to see. She's the best of all time, if you ask me, and I will take no other opinions because I am always right. But uh, Drill Sergeant, first of the runners in the Fanta Bale. He's a Group 1 winner of, of the Sale Cup. We've seen him go up to Queensland. He's come back down. He was impressive last week when he got run down from Palawa King. Yeah, one of the all-time purchases, this dog. Uh, I don't know if I... Yeah, I'll reveal it. $1,500 they paid for this dog uh, not too long ago. Comes out and wins a $100,000 Sale Cup. Uh, goes up to Albion Park and performs well up there. The dog is always thereabouts because of its early speed. It's always up in the first couple and uh, I expect it to be the same here. And I, I thought uh, its form leading into this has been good and you, you can never put a line through. If, if you're taking a quaddy, it has to be in there. Exactly right. And uh, speaking of mothers of dogs that are competing tonight, uh, Lena Jinx is our next greyhound to talk about. And her mother, Luna Jinx, won, I think it was the 2015 uh, edition of this race. Yeah. And while she gets taped up like me when I used to play footy, she's... Elastoplast. Yeah, Elastoplast uh, would have to sponsor her. But she has plenty of talent and we've seen that over the last few weeks. Yeah, I was... Uh, I was uh, taken by the trials, 42, 50s and 60s were really, really good. Um, the only thing I was disappointed with the run the other day, I thought got close enough um, behind Zulu Blast, I thought would have just gone straight past based on those trials. Yes, he was a really good run. Um, I think she might take a little bit of adjusting to the Melbourne sort of fields over in Adelaide, running against four and five dogs, uh, no pressure, and then gets here against some dogs that can match you for a long, long way. I think will do her good, and I, I could see her coming out and improving and, and winning a race like this. There's no doubt about it. She's certainly got the talent, and uh, the next runner is the second of the Shane Drummond runners in Misty Black, a greyhound that might not have the class of some of the other runners, but can put herself into the race. Yeah, has a bit of early speed as well, uh, and always is, uh, and from that line, uh, is strong. So. Um, we'll go around at a, at a price, I would have thought, but yeah, as the, the training forms of Shane Drummond with uh, the other grey and the, this one here, you probably have to include it as well. Not quite uh, as good, but yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be charging home late. Then we've got the big boy, Palawa King. Uh, you and I both love him. It was heart in the mouth stuff last week. We know where he's gonna be. He's gonna be back in the field and charging home. Yeah, he is. And um, for those that don't know, I think he's up to almost 700,000 in prize money or, or a, ta a tad over, but um, He's an absolute freak. If you're going to put your money on him, you know he's going to fall out last. So, Not for the faint-hearted. No, exactly right. And he relies on luck, but he's he's a greyhound that you almost think he's got 
you know, someone pulling the strings on the back of guiding, guiding him through races because, yeah, he's just got an a incredible um, path through him. He just weaves his way and, yeah, he's he's a greyhound that I just love watching go around and he loves the meadows and he'll probably start your favourite, to be fair. Yeah, I think uh, he'll be hard to beat Palawa King. But the first of the Brendan Purcell runners, Redeemer Blue, uh, he's a greyhound that probably prior to this series we thought maybe it was just a run below the top stayers, but it's put a couple of fast times on the board and some good performances as well. The run the other day was massive. Yeah, come charging over the top of them and the, the Purcell kennel is always strong. We know that. They work them hard, they get them fit and, and they're bred well, and they're bred and trained to run long distance. So um, I, I rate this dog highly. I have for a long, long time. I was getting sick of seeing him put over 500 metres all the time, watch a dog come from second last and run a nice second. And finally, it's up to 700 metres. And, and since it's got there, it's been really good. So uh, the dog, I would definitely have it in my numbers. Uh, and the other Purcell runner as well, Tan and Black, maybe not as strong as Redeemer Blue, but might be a bit more forward. Yeah, definitely. We'll be in the first couple. And uh, I think that's probably... A, a really good result for Brendan to have one that's going to be out in front and the other one's probably going to be midfield a bit further back and trying to run on. He's got a couple of chances and, yeah, another one. I'm not putting a line through it. Any Purcell runner, you can include it in your numbers. And probably an underrated trainer in Lynn Smith with uh, Zinzan Chopper. He's got plenty of talent. Yeah, heaps of talent. Uh, it was my all-in selection for the Sale Cup and uh, it was a really good run. Won its heat, got through to the final. Um, probably needs an inside draw, I would have thought. If it could draw box one or two, it'd be a massive play. Uh, I had to overcome a wide draw the other day at Sandown Park, I think at box seven or eight, and it got the chockies. But yeah, is it up to these? I'm not too sure if it can run the times that some of the, the big guns can. And how about Zulu Blast? We see his little brother in the Group 1 Australian Cup, and then this bloke's in the Group 1 Fan of Bale. We saw him, his first couple of cracks at the 700 run really nice splits. So, saw a different string to his bow last week. Uh, where does he settle in the field? Yeah, when uh, when Jason Thompson produced him over 700 at Sandown Park, I thought it would be interesting to see how he goes. Obviously, from a line that's got very good 500 metre dogs, but 41.40 at Sandown, almost fell off my chair. It's not very far to fall when you're only four foot two, but um, <laughs> it, it it was a really good run last week watching him go around. Um, I'm staggered that you get all grey and that the brother can run 500 and he's up to 700, but it's so strong. Um, he, he was awesome last week. How good can he be? We don't know. He's only had a couple of runs over the distance, and I've said it numerous times, but you don't see Jason Thompson with too many distance dogs. He usually has them in the Oz Cup or Melbourne Cup, and they're sprinters and just break the clock. So I'm um, keen to uh, see Zulu Blast. Hopefully, go a bit better than last week uh, time was as well. And we've got Osana Bale and Dewana Sensation as the two reserves for the Group 1 Fandabale for this year. But let's get stuck into what we're here for. Let's get these stewards to shake up these martinis. I mean, banjo. And we'll get stuck into the box draw for the Group 1 Sportsbet Fandabale. He reckons he's broken. He reckons he's broken one of those banjos before as well. I reckon well, his form's so. gotten better as we've gone across the three box draws as well. <clears throat> Uh, Palawa King, box five. Palawa King goes into box five. I doesn't mean, the matter. box draw doesn't really matter. Yeah. He's going to be back in the field. Uh, Zinzan Chopper, box two. Zinzan there Chopper, box two. That helps, though. Yep. That's going to be a big advantage. Misty Black, box one. Ooh. Misty Black, box number Speed one. Speed runs off, I think. It does, so it's going to throw a little bit of a spanner in the works. Tan and Black, box eight. Tan and Black goes into box number eight. The pink. If this Drill Sergeant, box three. Drill Sergeant, box three. So another speed influence on the race being drawn low. If Lena Jinx gets four, it's a huge chance. Lena Jinx, box four. Lena there Jinx go. goes into box four. That's a good guess. Either you've got eagle eyesight no, or just a good guess. It's just a blue ball. I, mean, I can't say the number, pass <laughs> Redeemer Blue, box seven. Redeemer Blue does not get the blue. It gets box number seven. 
That leaves Zulu, Zulu Blast. Blast, box six again. Zulu box Blast. six again. Box six. <laughs> we're, we're speaking about dogs that have been painted yellow. We're now talking about one that's painted green. Zulu Blast, three weeks in a row, gets yep. box number six. He's another dog, though, that can, can ping the lids and can run impressively uh, over the... Well, over the whole 700 we've seen now, but this is the box draw for the 2024 Fanta Bale. Misty Black gets box one. Zinzan Chopper gets box two. Drill Sergeant in three. Four goes to Lena Jinx. Five goes to Palawar King. Six goes to Zulu Blast. Seven goes to Redeemer Blue. Eight goes to Tan and Black and Dewana Sensation, Osana Bale. Uh, your two reserves there. So, uh, Mitchie, it's... An intriguing, intriguing box draw with some speed drawn down low. Yeah, I reckon there's only a couple of chances based on that. Uh, the way I've seen, just doing a few little uh, scenarios in my head, uh, I think Drill Sergeant to lead off box three, uh, go to the front. Lena Jinx can get to the fence uh, and run on behind him. Uh, Palawa King, I think Zulu Blast is probably my favourite in the race now. Um, he'll, he'll go straight to up early with Drill Sergeant. We know he can run time, a bit quicker than Drill Sergeant, and then it's just a matter of whether Lena Jinx or Palau King can run him down. But yeah, I think the, the box draw there has definitely favoured the six, although usually having number six on your side doesn't really uh, work. But uh, what's the chance of the brothers both drawing the green? Yeah, it's, uh, it's an intriguing one. It's uh, It doesn't happen all that often where you just keep getting the same box, but uh, Zulu Blast is good enough to overcome it. We'll get to our tips with the markets after this, but uh, let's head now to... The first Group 1 win for Team Givens. I know Danny Givens and Rebecca Givens were stoked last year that Ariane Bale managed to give them their first Group 1 winner, and that was in the Superstayers last year. They're racing and slow to go. Ariane Bell, Corborn Magic, and out fast from the middle, Golden Quest will cross and lead over Corder, who pushes off the rail to a nice second a length away. And Ariane Bell with clear air up to third, now leaders back. And then Mapunga Ruby, a break of three to Aston Velvet, Corborn Magic. Well back to Golden Ratio and last stagger out Lee. So as they head to the city side, Golden Quest led by a length and a half from Corder. Ariane Bell starting to push home against the rail, and she's now starting to really unleash the favourite. Then Corborn Magic. Well back to Mapunga Ruby. Stagger out Lee. And last golden ratio. But Ariane Bale storms to the lead. Sprints away. And it's Ariane Bale to win the Fanta Bale in a romp. Ari Impressive performance from Ariane Bale in last year's Group 1 Fanta Bale stayers. But it is now the time that everyone is keen for, Mitch, because uh, you've been hot the last few weeks. We've found a few winners. We've found a few firmers. But it's time to get stuck into the markets for the three big ones. And first up will be the Group 1 Sportsbet Australian Cup. Yeah, let's start at the top. Uh, box 1, Tim Zhu, $3.50. Box 2, Scalacci, $11. 3, Launch Code, $9. 4, My Magic Man, $31. Probably a bit overs there. 5, Morton, your favourite, at $2.70. 6, Alpha Zulu, at $4.60. 7, Mapunga Smokey, $18. I don't think that'll last. And 8, Fernando Phil, at $8.50. Your reserves, number 9, Ollie Bale, at $18. And number 10, Mapunga Reward, at $9. Favourite out of box 5, Morton 270, Tim Zoo 350, and Alpha Zulu $4.60. Uh, the uh, three main plays there, and I'm pretty happy with Morton's draw and price. 
yeah, I think it's a it's definitely an intriguing box draw, intriguing market as well. We'll let, see if they hold up those prices or, or whether there'll be some that get backed in. But here's the rookie rebel now, an even more intriguing one, if you ask me. Yeah, I don't uh, I don't know if these prices will stay the same uh, come the oh, the jump of the race. Uh, number one, Fast Minardi, three dollars forty, and your favourite box two, Kane Bale, three dollars eighty. Uh, three succeed seven dollars. Four Father Rick thirteen dollars. You know he's had box four nineteen times out of seventy eight starts. An absolute joke. Painted uh, Five Hector Forley three dollars ninety. That won't uh, last that price. Six Fabs Vegetable forty one dollars. Seven Stomping at nine dollars. As is number eight Raiders God also at nine dollars. Um, Reserves American Queen number nine twenty one dollars and Aston Costello the ten forty one dollars. Uh, very open race three forty three eighty. 390, three greyhounds under $3.90, and yeah, Hector Forley probably overs. Goes to show that it's a wide open race, and another race that might not be as wide open in some people's opinions, the Fanta Bale. Here's the market. Yeah, one Misty Black, $21, two Zinzan Chopper at $18, three Drill Sergeant, $7.50, four Lena Jinx at $4.80, your favourite, number five, Palawa King at $2.20. Six, Zulu Blast at $3.20. Seven, Redeemer Blue at $26. And eight, Tan and Black, $51. Your reserves for this one. Number nine, Dewana Sensation, $21. And number 10, Osanabale at $81. Palawa King, favourite, $2.20. Closely followed by Zulu Blast, the six at $3.20. Looks a uh, race into according to the market, and I'm sure there'll be a few people with that opinion as well. Now, the first week of this vodcast series, Mitch, we, we had James Vandermart in the host chair, and he buggered off to Bali, and he, he said to me, you just need to keep this stinger for us, and then I'll do it for free, because he loves it that much. He didn't actually say he'll do it for free, but I'm he not, doesn't I'm do not, anything I'm, for free. I'm not, I'm not going to pay him anyway, but uh, <laughs> he's off in Bali, but here's his stinger, the Punter's Punting Club. Hunters, hunting club. He's sure he's not over. He sure he's not like in um, <laughs> Colombia or something with that little. I don't know where he is. There? They they tell me he's in Bali wearing a bintang singlet and uh, scaring off all the locals. But it, it's time for our tips. Yeah. And our all important tips. I might take the new rock. I might right. go first. And we might it? start with the Australia. Oh, not anymore. <laughs> the, the, the shoulder Rico uh, quite a few years ago, I'll blame that. But it's probably more just the lack of talent. But I'll take the new rock anyway. And I'll start with the Australian Cup. And my selection in the Australian Cup, I, I found it a tough one to kind of go with. But... I think my magic man in four will go left and go to the rail, and I think Morton will get the perfect follow-through. So I'm with Morton from box number five. He's $2.70. I think that's about the right price. I, I think I'm, I'm happy to take that. What about you? Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, if you had taken last week's $8 in the all-in, so I reckon you'd be uh, pretty happy. The draw, it's good. Box five, as you said, gets a card into the race. Uh, minimal speed drawn out wide. I think he gets a run here, and uh, if he can find a uh, close tail in my, my magic man, I reckon he'll be winning. And what about the Rookie Rebel? Uh, it's an intriguing race on the bend start. It always uh, throws up a few little spanners in the works. And I'm going with something at a little bit of value, and that is the New South Wales Raider, Father Rick. $13, I think, is a big price for a greyhound that's going to be vying for the early lead. If he gets a soft lead and gets on the fluffies, the new terminology that we came up with last week, then he's going to be hard to beat. And I think he's a great each-way play. Father Rick on top for me. What about you, Mitch? Yeah, has a good record off the draw as well. Uh, I am with three succeed. Um, I know that probably will... 
raise a few eyebrows. The Greyhound obviously has loads of ability, but application sometimes can be, yeah, not 100% sure. But uh, at $7 or thereabouts, I think is a really good play. We'll be up on speed. Uh, there is no doubt that if it, it brings its A game, it can win this hands down. So, um, yeah, happy with the... Well, what, are you going to get 250 the place, 240 the place? Somewhere around there as well. So um, you could take it each way if you like. Each way there for succeed. And what about the fan of Bale? It's been an intriguing series. Last week we spoke about Palawar King. Uh, I was really keen all in there and he's managed to find his way through in very impressive fashion. And I'm going to be sticking with him. I'm riding with the King, Palawar King, for Jack Smith. He's an absolute star. He's going to be back in the field. He's going to need luck at certain points. He's probably short enough, but I still think he's the best greyhound in this one. So I want to be with Palawar King. Are you, are you with your better of the year from last week or are you against him this week? No, I'm against him. You said you're riding with him. Are we on his back last week just steering him through the field? Because uh, He uh, would have been done. even further out the back if he was uh, lugging my fat ass. Uh, I, uh, I, I think he'd be right. But I'm with the six uh, Zulu Blast. I thought the run the other day was really good. I reckon he just maps really well here. Uh, Palawa King will fall out the boxes. There'll be plenty of space there. Lena Jinx isn't blessed with speed either. So um, the six for me and I think around $3.20 is a pretty genuine price. There we go. A little bit of extra value uh, in comparison to my tip there from the Peacock. Mitch, it's been a pleasure the last three weeks. So I think we'll have a bit of a hiatus, but I don't think we... I think we have to do this again at some point because it's been plenty of fun. Heaps of fun. Uh, it's always good talking about fast dogs and trying to um, dissect them and find some winners. But yeah, always good fun doing shows like this with you, mate. Thank you to everyone that's tuned in across the three weeks. Thank you to James Vandermart. Thank you to Jason Bonington. Thank you to Mitch Bayer. And thank you to the team out the back behind the scenes putting this all together. It's been an absolute blast. And make sure you get on course at the Meadows on Saturday night because it's going to be a cracking night of racing. What are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, call the number on the screen or visit the website.